if you just jump into the local dime store and grab a generic card and uh, a packet, you know, they come in those plastic cones of cheap flowers and a cheap box of chocolates. That's easy. Anybody can do that. So I think you really should do something that says you've spent time thinking about it. This week on the Hitch Podcast, nationally recognized etiquette expert and owner of the Protocol School of Texas, Diane Gotsman joins us for some last minute Valentine's ideas. Stay tuned. Valentine's Day is here, and it's not too late to join the Hitched Wine Club. We have, for those who waited to the last minute to join, uh, created a printable that you can put in your Valentine's Day card to let your spouse know that not only were you thoughtful this year, but you have given them the gift that will keep on giving all year round. Uh, Don't wait. Go now to the Hitched homepage, click on the Wine Club link, and sign up. The printable is available on our Facebook page, or just email us. We'll send you the link. Cheers and happy Valentine's Day. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with the always fabulous Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Uh, it's it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It's crazy. We, uh, we decided to jump on on the uh on skype here to do our podcast and uh so we can squeeze in a few last minute valentine's day questions so i I, i'm I'm really excited um so we're gonna go through probably about 10 or so questions here um about valentine's day and uh it's gonna range everything from flowers and wine to dinner and you know things in between. So uh, I'll just start rattling off some questions here, and you can steer us um, less Valentine's inclined folk <laughs> in the in the right direction. You know, anywhere we go, we always have a, a list, and we always kind of veer off our list in a really great way. So you know, feel free to jump off that off our list. Right on. Okay, we'll do. Uh, okay, so first here we have um, uh, you actually wrote a really great piece on wine etiquette, uh, which was tweeted by a whole bunch of wineries and, and folks. So I was pretty excited to see that. So you definitely got the uh, the thumbs up from the industry there. Um, and so what is the, the biggest or most common mistake um, that you find people make when it comes to wine? You know, Steve, what I find when it comes to wine, and I am certainly not a wine expert, but one of the biggest mistakes we make in general is that we're afraid to order. We're afraid to, because we're afraid of of not knowing enough. So, you know, when in doubt, just ask. Don't be embarrassed to ask questions and, and don't be, don't feel like you are at a loss because you don't know the answers to these questions. You know, we don't want to look silly in front of other people, basically, and that's just human nature. But the more you ask, the more you learn. So I think one of the biggest mistakes is just not feeling comfortable enough to, to step out of the box and ask some questions. Okay. Um, I actually have a technological tip or solution for this problem as well, which is not the um, comprehension of the wine, but actually the pronunciation of it. Uh, (laughs) There is a, if you're an iPhone user, and it may be available for Android and uh, Windows phones and whatnot, I'm I'm not positive. But for iPhone users, uh, there is an app called WineSay, and it actually has 
audible pronunciation for like hundreds of variations of wines and varietals and terroirs and all the other stuff that goes along with it. So, um, it, that it, is fabulous to know. Yeah. You, tell me when you first started your wine club yeah. up until now, I know, I know you came in knowing about wine, you know, already, uh-huh. but have you learned even more? Have you found that now you are even more educated Oh yeah, I I have been a part of another wine club for a really long time. So I yeah, like you said, I've I I knew about wine. I've always loved wine. Um, but yeah, I think launching the wine club and we do it with a partner, uh, touring and tasting. Uh, they have been amazing, and so. Uh, with through that partnership, they are also um, giving us a lot of really great content for us to share with our readers, and so I'm editing <laughs> tons and tons of of articles on this stuff. And the great thing I love about my profession, journalism, is that you uh, get engrossed in the subjects that you cover, and so I am finding that I am reading you know thousands upon thousands of words about wine and varietals and regions. And, and and grapes and processes and all these different things that I had some knowledge of, but it's definitely getting deeper. Um, and then through the wine club itself, um, because I'm not just the editor of Hitched, I'm also a member of the club. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, With each um, shipment comes a newsletter, and there's date night ideas, which uh, actually we come up with. Um, and there's also a lot of written information about the wine that you're getting at, and um, how to pair it or what to pair it with. So it comes with recipes. And so it yeah it has a ton of um a ton of information that i've uh i help share my knowledge but you know really lean heavily on the experts over at touring and tasting um, oh, i love it and you know this is exact you would be the person that the person i'm talking about you know the kind of frightened timid person you'd be the person they'd be afraid to be sitting across from just because they think that you know so much but really back to the question it's it's such a great experience to ask someone who has who has a little more knowledge in you because that makes you interesting. So the more you learn, the more you can share. So that's great. It's funny too because I've actually been in those situations where um, I've I've been at dinner with somebody and they're like, "Well, you're the wine expert," and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go so I wouldn't go that far. Like, I love wine. I know a little bit about it, but I would never claim to be an expert. Uh, maybe maybe." in a couple more years of doing the wine club and whatnot, but I'm, I still got some work to do. Um, I have another, another, and I, I'm interested, I'm curious to hear your slant on this. I have another mistake that people make, okay? okay? And this comes from so many wives that, you know, based on this article, they emailed me and said, okay, this is what my husband does. And this is what, you know, from the people that are dating, this is what my, my first date did. And I didn't go out with him anymore. It's holding the wine up and tilting it back and forth and swirling it around with their nose really high up in the air and acting as if they really truly are, are aficionados. And, you know, the bottle of wine is like six bucks. Okay. (laughs) It's a kind of a, an affected way to say, look at me, I know what I'm doing. You know, it's that gesture that is somewhat affected. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, my take on that is if the, if the, um, if the wine 
is just like a house type wine. I mean, like a six dollar bottle of wine. I wouldn't go through that. Um, drink it. <laughs> yeah, I would just drink it. And um, you know, unless you're really like I. Like I wouldn't want to do it just for like the pomp of right. doing something. Um, I would really want to be doing it so I. Uh, and for example, if I'm if I'm sniffing it, I'm burying my nose into that glass. I'm not keeping it high up in the air, trying to get a whiff of something coming out of the uh, the glass bowl there. So. So we're all in we're all in agreement. All of those wives who are watching their husbands because it's usually the guys. I have to say, just saying. Sure. Yeah. Of course. They're trying to be. They're trying to impress. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, another question that you you threw at me a little bit earlier, and I thought we could talk about is is the corkage. Yeah. And you know the protocol of corkage, and you know. Again, this is another gray area because the more people you talk to, the broader the answers become. So, you know, I found that, you know, just to to generalize, to sum it all up, you know, number one, you have to ask the restaurant if 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 you can bring in your own bottle, you know, because there are some states that that don't allow it. There's regulations. So the cork fee, the corkage fee can average anywhere from between five and twenty dollars per bottle. Now, some have said even more than that. There are others that say no. But, you know, that's just a basic overall um, standard. And then, you know, a a commonly asked question is, do I do I tip the sommelier or do I you know, who do I tip? Yeah. And, you know, generally the tip is factored into the service, the weight service. And then they tip out, you know, they tend to tip other, you know, they just tip out to everybody involved. But if if he or she has done something fabulous for you or giving you a tutorial on wine you know, sometimes they just literally pull up a chair and, and just show you right there certainly you want to show them gratitude you know by a gratuity okay um and uh I, I we were talking about this beforehand and uh i i have experienced that same thing in terms of corkage fees varying um so usually i would re- i have a couple recommendations on this um i would just uh, drink with whatever they're offering uh, uh unless i wanted to bring in a special bottle uh that may be better than what they provide or if it's a wine that you really like or that it's something that you really want to pair with uh a dish that they serve yes. so otherwise i you know otherwise it's most people going out to most regular restaurants, the the wine, you know, they select their wines for the food that they serve. So it should be pretty good. And particularly in the higher end restaurants, uh, that's half of them get their name because of the wine list that they provide. Sure. So. Absolutely. And, you know, here's a little etiquette tip about going out to dinner on Valentine's night. Truly, even though it sounds like such a romantic experience to take your Valentine out on Valentine's Eve, but it really is probably the least desirable <laughs> because <laughs> it's busy and they yeah. are busy and you're not going to get the the attention that you might have on a slower day. So maybe you could take that romantic bottle of wine that your, that your spouse's favorite bottle and do something great at home and then wait until, you know, 
the weekend and, and or a, a day other than Valentine's Day to do it. Now, I know it's tomorrow and, you know, hopefully uh, the reservations are already made if you're going out tomorrow night. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not. OK, think about this other option. <laughs> yeah, um, I know we have a lot of stuff that's not related to wine, but uh, I just want to get one last wine plug in here. Uh, you you brought up the uh, the wine club. And for anybody who's um, considering joining the wine club as like a Valentine's Day gift, um, you know, it's it's last minute. So there's no way we can get the wine to you for Valentine's. Uh, so uh, we created a little printable that mentions that you joined the wine club that you can stick in like a Valentine's Day card. Um, and I posted it on Facebook. Um, and if you can't find it, uh, let me, shoot me a tweet or email or something, and I can get that to you if if you want that last minute gift. So, just tossing that one out there. Okay. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about um, the husbands who have a history of ignoring Valentine's Day. Um, what what can a wife do if her a husband has a history of ignoring Valentine's, uh, but she really would like to be swept off her feet you know first of all and it generally again and i don't want to sound sexist but it usually is the guy that's saying this i I rarely hear the woman saying this and i you know i get a lot of feedback on this topic but you know sometimes guys say oh this is just a a made-up holiday you know to spend more money on chocolates and i just want to say to the guys even if you think it don't say it you know, it just is something maybe you could keep to yourself. But, you know, given, you know, we sometimes um, spouses, you know, husbands and wives don't put as much emphasis on a holiday, you know, a.k.a. Valentine's Day, because that's what we're talking about, than the other. But it doesn't mean that you still can't, you, you know, the wife in this case, can't do something really special on that night. And even don't call it, don't call it Valentine's Day. Just you know, I love you. I want to spend, you know, this this plan you, in advance. Say, listen, I'm going to have dinner at dinner ready at six thirty or seven. You know, will you be will you be home or find out when they'll be home? You know, I'm going to have a nice dinner ready for us. Um, you know, don't expect anything. Don't expect. Don't get hurt, your feelings hurt if he doesn't show up with flowers and if he doesn't show up with chocolates. But you might do something nice for him, not to make him feel badly, but because truly you want a special night. You have to accept that he may not be sweeping you off your feet. You know, under the guise of Valentine's Day, but he has done something right because you're still there. So <laughs> it's, it's just a give and take. And this might be one of those times where you just, you just say, look, he has all of these other attributes and, and, and do something nice for him. And that might make him feel uh, like, Oh gosh, you know, he might get excited about the holiday. You never know. Maybe next year it'll be different. I, um, I actually wrote a column uh, about this specifically, um, about, you know, a lot of guys particularly calling it like a Hallmark holiday. Um, and, uh, I, I basically, I state my case about why couples should celebrate Valentine's day because I feel like, um, uh, this is the one holiday that celebrates love and romance. And you don't always, uh, you don't always get that throughout the year. And so, if you need a holiday that kind of pushes you to go on a date 
um, because we know that not everybody goes on a date as regularly as they should. Uh, what's wrong with that? And so what if it's slightly contrived? If it if it gets you out of the house and doing something together and reconnecting. That's right. That's right. It's a positive thing when you two are trying to try, are going in the same direction together. Yeah, and uh, so I, I recommend it's on our. Um, uh, couple's Guide to Valentine's, I, I state my case much more eloquently than I just did there. <laughs> uh, so uh, read that and then send it to your husband and say, this is why we need to do, this is why you need to do something for me. Now, Steve, are you a flower guy? Do you take your wife flowers? I actually bring her flowers pretty frequently um, because I, you know, I try to live the brand here. So like, you're you're doing you've got the a plus on husband so far <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh so y- you know i i i uh-huh. oh, i'm sorry i was talking over you i i i try to i try to do um i try to absorb what other hints that that she has dropped and um and then i try to do something special um it, it may or may not involve flowers though yeah would you know what flowers not to bring her if she were real sensitive? See, I'm not real sensitive. If somebody brings me a particular color of flower, I know because the reality is I know they don't know what that color is, what that color means. So first and foremost, if you are giving your if somebody gives you, if your mate gives you a particular flower like yellow roses, which mm-hmm. means friendship, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you hit him over the head with the yellow roses because they don't know he made that special effort to get you flowers. He thought that yellow was pretty. But yellow is really the color of friendship, and a lavender or purple flower is love at first sight, and of course, red roses. Gosh, that's just, you know, that's the standard <laughs> <of> love. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, uh, m- my wife is, uh, pretty sensitive in terms of like smells of flowers. Uh, so I, I kind of know what she, what she likes. And in terms of color and stuff, I, I get her the colors that she likes as opposed to, uh, trying to find the meaning behind it. Um, her, I mean, her colors just so happen to be purple. So I, yeah, and exactly. You know I always say, just go with a color you like. People don't carry around a little list of colors. And if they do, they've got a lot of time on their hands. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to look them up, you know, when asked. But (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Steve, I have to ask you, does your wife really get into Valentine's Day? In other words, does she take things to your neighbors and coworkers and friends? Or is it just limited to you? Uh, No, um, I... I don't know if you'd say I'm lucky or not lucky, um, but it is just limited to me. Um, but I know this is an issue that other people deal with. Uh, so, I, I mean, what? how would you handle it if it kind of bothered you, I, I suppose, that your, that your significant other, husband or wife, assuming wife, uh, you know, spreads that love, per se, to the neighbors, to the coworkers, and, and doing all these treats and crafting and stuff when you really wished it was just focused on you? You know, it's that's that's an interesting question because what it brings up is, is it a financial, you know, issue or is it a jealousy issue? You know, so if, if the spouse would just like to be the sole valentine, you know, the one and only valentine for the day, you know, may 
that might be, and I hate to use the word jealousy. That sounds a little bit, that sounds negative, but, but jealousy isn't really a pretty, a pretty term. Um, it, let's just say they want to be the, the main, the main focus. And you, I think it's just, it's fair to be honest and say, you know, I would like to reserve Valentine's day just for us. And I have no trouble with you, um, extending your your you're always gracious and i have no trouble uh with you extending your focus out to others but just today just for today i'd like to be that special valentine it sounds a little bit cheesy when i say it out loud (laughs) (laughs) i think being honest is important now if it's a financial issue you know if he or she is spending all their cash on on everybody else and and you know you're you have a tight budget and I think that's a conversation as well. Um, I think it's kind of nice when when a spouse, you know, does something sweet for the kids. You know, if there are kids in the house, I, I don't think children should be eliminated from the Valentine's Day, you know. And, yeah. Um, I actually <clears> – <throat> this is – excuse me. This is getting back to the uh, the financial burden this may be putting on uh, on the relationship. Um, so as you know, I also write for Forbes um, about – hitched stuff so the kind of the behind the scenes business side of hitched and i just posted a column about the numbers behind valentine's day and one of the things that i found was that people who spent money uh for on coworkers spend an average of just over five dollars uh per work per coworker. so what, what do you think did you find what they bought for five dollars i would be interested to know what they were is it a card is it a little yeah, you know, it didn't say um if I were I mean, I could I could take, you know, wild guesses. Um my guess would be that they probably spent an average of $5 because they probably bought some like different candy things and crafted together a little a little package or a little something wrapped in saran or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, I just spent, it's interesting you say that today, the day before Valentine's Day, because I was out buying, <laughs> buying cupcakes, <laughs> my son's girlfriend tomorrow. Um, I was there and I, they sell lunch. So I bought uh, each one of my um, employees lunch today and that was $8. And I said, happy Valentine's Day. And of course I have something for them tomorrow. So, oh gosh, I hope my husband isn't watching me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're a great boss is what it sounds like. So, you know, not that I was checking it out, but I thought, okay, $8 for a sandwich? Really? (laughs) So that's interesting. But I do think communication is the key here. You know, if there is an issue on either side, I think being honest and with a with a positive frame of mind and a good tone, not not punitive or condescending. I think that's the key. Mm hmm. Uh, moving on, and we actually just kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to touch on it one last time here. Uh, you know, you mentioned how busy restaurants can get uh, on Valentine's night. Uh, do you have to go out to dinner to a restaurant um, if your spouse really wants to, or is there a um, a nice way to kind of work around that? Is is a meeting up for lunch okay, or can you do it the day before, or the day after? You certainly, as I mentioned right at the top of the the podcast, you certainly can do it the day before or day after. But the key phrase you mentioned right here was, if your spouse really wants to. Mm -hmm. So if your spouse really wants to go out on Valentine's night, that's that's the key. You know, and if you want to make her happy, you know, if you want to make him or her happy, and usually it's not the guy who's saying, I really want to go out tonight, um, but sometimes it is. 
then I think that you, you know, you do what, uh, what you're, I think it's a fair, it's fair to say you want to do what your spouse wants to do. So you, you make them happy. Now you can also offer other options. You can say, listen, I want to cook for you. I want to order out and bring it all in. You know, you can make it special for them as home as well, at home as well. Shoot. You can order pizza and, and have <laughs> some of that good wine, you know, that great wine and make it a nice night. It's about you two together and what works for both of you. Mm-hmm. That's the common denominator, what works for both of you. You know, a part of it too could be that they really just want to kind of get dressed up and get out of the house for a little uh, couple time. And if that's the case, you could also kind of mix and match. So you may have uh, dinner at home, but go out for drinks later um, or, you know, hit hit your local coffee shop or tea, tea shop or or right. maybe, maybe maybe just pop into a place for just dessert. I mean, there's no rule that says you have to go there for the full four courses. And you mentioned lunch. You know, lunch on Valentine's Day is great. Or maybe an early dinner and have cake or cupcakes or cookies or something fun for dessert at home. Exactly. So you can really be creative. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one of the biggest questions we get asked is, uh, what are you supposed to do for men? So what is a nice gesture for men on Valentine's Day? One of the biggest questions I'm asked is, can I send my man flowers? Uh-huh. And the answer is yes, it would be fun. It would be unique and, and unusual because it normally doesn't happen. But if you want to send him flowers, by all means, you know, I think guys would probably appreciate a, a cookie basket or, you know, especially if you delivered it, that would be fun. If you showed up at his office and brought some cookies, maybe for him. And if you're, you know, if he doesn't get mad for the coworkers too, <laughs> or a plant, you know, men appreciate plants if, if they feel like, oh, flowers are too, too feminine. But I think that we always think that the, you know, we tend to think Valentine's Day is for the women, but it really, there are many, many, many men that really do appreciate being thought of. So uh, I will tell you, my my husband's. I asked. I asked him. I said, "What do you want for Valentine's Day?" And he, he borders on the, you know, it's a retail day. You know, I, I'm going to say it. He's kind of one of those, and I've had to train him. But he said, "You know what? I'd really like is I'd really like some blue pants." Well, that's not necessarily very romantic. But along with what else that I'm going to do, I got him some blue pants, and he. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's about doing what you. Think you genuinely think your husband is going to enjoy. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, and you know, this is, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, you, as the etiquette expert, I feel awkward saying this slightly, but you know, there's nothing wrong with a little sex for the guy too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The etiquette expert, she says. It's what they want. It's what they want to do. So, uh, you know, I was just this morning, I was on a, a television show. And when I got off, I one of the producers said, OK, and I bought these really funny plastic handcuffs, not because I miss into S&M, but it was funny and cute. And do you think it's appropriate? And, you know, if they're taking it in the right vein, it's appropriate. Yeah. You know, whatever. It, it, you're, it's about you, too. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And you can um, – we've written about this uh, a little bit. So, I mean, a couple ideas on that is you guys can go lingerie shopping or you can go to an adult store and find something or something okay, along so those lines. Just jump in there. Make You know, this is a big thing. Make sure that that lingerie shopping you're doing isn't 
itchy and scratchy and cheap and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I do hear from women, you know. <laughs> yes, it shouldn't be a torture device. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, any ideas uh, if the spouse has to work on the evening evening of Valentine's, and this might be because they're in the food industry, or maybe they're public service, like a firefighter or a police officer, or something along those lines, that they are just not available. Oh yeah, and you know, again, I keep saying this, but it's all about the communication. You know, I know that you're working tomorrow night, or I know that you're working next Thursday. You know, this should be a conversation a week ago. And so, what day do you want to celebrate Valentine's? And what do you want to do? And so, it's just about you know, it it is what it is, what it is. Some of us have to work that evening. And so you just make another date, you know, just do you, if you want to drop something off that night, you know, I, I almost hesitate to say that because especially if you're in the service industry, if you're at a restaurant and you, you know, that's a busy night for <laughs> at a restaurant, they really aren't going to have time to stop and talk to you. And you shouldn't be offended. You might have something sent over there, you know, something nice, but they're not going to be able to stop and eat if you're sending them dinner. You know, if you're a nurse or a, you're on call or an emergency room doctor or, you know, working the night shift, yeah, it would be nice to send them something. But just think about what they do, you know, what their time frame is going to be, what you can send that they would enjoy, but it wouldn't, uh, you know, they, they would be able to use and utilize. Yeah. And, and uh, not that this would replace a full celebration of Valentine's, but uh, you could sneak a little love note that they might find during the course of the night or something or, or text them when you know they're on break. Absolutely. Uh, just- something in her purse or put something in his pocket. And, you know, it's all those little, it's small things that make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then uh, you have written a really great uh, column uh, that's up on Hitched about how to write a love letter. Uh, what kind of tips can you give the listeners here for writing a, a, a great love letter? First and foremost, so important, so important. I think that writing a love letter to someone you love, your spouse, is one of the greatest things you can do because it shows effort. It shows that you put time and effort into it. Yes, you can buy beautiful cards out there today, but even if you buy a card, still pen something, write something that is straight from your heart, not just what somebody wrote, you know, Hallmark wrote. And uh, always date it. One of the tips is to always put a date on it because he or she is going to want to save it. And it's important to make sure that you're writing something specific about why you love them. You know, not just, I love you, love John, or I love you, love Sue, but what, what happened? Not just necessarily over the years, but what was important this past year, you know, cause you might've written these love letters before. So you have to be creative every year. You might want to do something else. You don't have to buy a card. You can make your own. You can use, you know, just, just be creative and do something that's going to stand out. And even if you live in the same house and certainly you, most of the time you do, unless you're working in another location and, you know, come home on weekends and that does happen, but send her a love letter in the mail. I mm. love 
fun. Even if you live in the same home, send her a love letter and, you know, make it a beautiful love letter with beautiful stamps. And, and I say stamps plural because it's not just about the postage. It's about the look. So you can put a few different stamps on there, love stamps and birds or something she really loves. I do. Just be creative and be unique. And since it's the last minute, uh, it's not going to get there on Valentine's, you could just dump it into the mailbox and they okay. could still discover it just as if they were picking up the mail that had gone to and from your home. Absolutely. Put it in that mailbox tomorrow morning, bright and early, and she'll get it tomorrow. Or he, I keep saying she, but he <laughs> get it tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there is nothing better than receiving a letter that is all about you. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, kind of wrapping up here a little bit, uh, Diane. So is there do, – do you believe couples need to do something extra special aside from the, the chocolate and the flowers and, and, and the Valentine's Day card? I absolutely do. And when I – by that, what I mean is if you just jump into the local dime store and grab a generic card and uh, a packet, you know, they come in those plastic cones of cheap flowers and a cheap box of chocolates. That's easy. Anybody can do that. So I think you really should do something that says you've spent time thinking about it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying not to give her a card, but how about a love letter or how about a special card, not just the card that you found tonight at midnight when you woke up and remembered you didn't have one. And, you know, instead of instead of a box of chocolates, how about a great cupcake from the local bakery and, you know, just a little something extra, because back to what you said earlier about Valentine's Day, I know I know what I know what I know. People think, you know, OK, it's just for um you know, these stores to make extra money. But since it's already there, you, why not use this day as a day to show your, the person that you love, how much they mean to you. Exactly. And the thing about that is, uh, and I, and I put this in my argument that I mentioned earlier, think back to the last time you and your spouse went on a date. If it has been more than 30 days, you really have no excuse about celebrating Valentine's because it's already been too long. And the reason I know it's been too long is because the research shows that when couples stop doing things together, that's how they start uh, growing apart. And, uh, you know, when you were first dating, I guarantee you didn't miss a Valentine's Day. So what makes you think your relationship needs less effort today than it did in the beginning? Because, you know, that was just, you know, the first six months of knowing somebody. Uh, if you don't think that you aren't going to grow as a person in the next 20 years, uh, you are sorely mistaken. And if you guys don't do things with each other over those 20 years, uh, the gap between the two of you and the emotional connection between the two of you is just going to become uh, larger and more vast as time goes on. So take the opportunity, harness all those marketing dollars from the big corporations that are trying to show you how to love your spouse and embrace it a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to buy what they're selling, but don't ignore uh, all the good vibes that are going on around you. Uh, You know, get into it a little bit. That's right. It's all in the details. It's the hand holding and the you know, the kiss on the forehead. It's the sweet little nothings that make a big 
difference. And I say kiss on the forehead because I think that's just one of the sweetest things. I have a neighbor whose husband kisses her, you know, kisses her on the lips. And then I watch him kiss her on the forehead. And I think, oh, there's just something so sweet about that. So <laughs> it's, it's funny because my, my wife is not a, um, I, on the surface, I should say, not like a really mushy person. Um, not that she's not um, caring or passionate or loving or any of those things, but she's just not um, – like, for example, uh, she didn't want any diamonds uh, for her wedding ring or anything like that, um, which – might have just shocked half our listeners here, um, <laughs> or probably ninety percent. Um, so I was shocked, though, to find out that sh- she had told me uh, one day that uh, nobody had ever gotten her like the heart-shaped box of chocolates for Valentine's Day, and that she had kind of secretly really wanted somebody to do that for her. And so um, I, you know, took the opportunity to do that for her. And she, she, you know, accepted it as something that was kind of cheesy, but she loved it. Well, I think that everyone listening, Steve, would probably agree with me when I say you're probably uh, husband of the year for Valentine's Day, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still got 24 hours to screw this up. We'll see what I can – see if I can hold on. Um, well, well, Diane, is there anything, uh, any other tips that we should share before we close things out here? Well, you know, just in closing, I would, uh, today I posted a blog because I get such great feedback from listeners and readers and, and I posted a blog about loving yourself today because I think the person who really knows how to show love is the person that appreciates their own strengths, not in a self-serving narcissistic narcissistic way, but you know, they, they know how to appreciate life. So I did a blog today on www.diangotsman.com that I think everyone can benefit from. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'd like to close with that. I encourage everyone to go to that. Yes, um, I've uh, checked it out. It's it's great. There's a really great PDF that you can uh, share and pin on Pinterest and whatnot. Um, we've actually put it on our Pinterest board. Um, and uh, like Diane said, it's on her website, diangotsman.com. Um, and uh, definitely check that out. Um, and as I mentioned uh, at the top of this episode, um, if you are looking for that last minute Valentine's Day gift, we uh, we do have a, a printable for our wine club that you can stick in a Valentine's Day card. If you're looking to do that, you know it's the it's the gift that keeps on giving all year round. So uh, check that out if you're still still hunting around for something. Um, and that's going to do it for us. So uh, before we we uh, sign off here, Diane, I want to remind all of our listeners uh, that you have been listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, is the protocol school, uh, the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training. Um, and you uh, can be found on your website, diangotsman.com, uh, where you can also get that great post that she put up today. Uh, you can follow Diane on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. Um, and I will say that Diane's always tweeting really great tips on Twitter. So check that out. Um, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, we have, um, and, and we've, we've talked about all these great columns that Diane has written over the years for Hitch. Uh, we have m- all that stuff up on our website. 
on our homepage, there's a 2013 Couples Guide to Valentine's Day. Uh, check that out because we have compiled the best of the best there, um, which includes basically everything Diane's written <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, so check that out if you're looking for any of, the, uh, any of this information, from wine etiquette to buying your man flowers to... Um, uh, writing a love letter. It's all there in one uh, easy-to-find place. So check that out as well. That's hitchedmag.com. And uh, that's going to do it. So one last time, thank you so much, Diane. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this very soon. Thank you, Steve, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, everybody. And it's about Before you hit the pause button, you may have noticed we have a new intro and outro theme song there. It is from HB Surround Sound. It is called Top of the World, and it is on their latest album, Get Your Dance On. And you can find that in the iTunes store. Again, the album is Get Your Dance On, the artist HB Surround Sound, and the song Top of the World. Thanks for listening.